This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. to the Ramon Foster show starring happy guy Ramon Foster <laughs> bonus Ramon this weekend bonus yeah. it feels good it's a, hey this is a nice day uh it's nice here it's nice there and you know what I was just drinking out of my uh Yeti oh. and I feel like I quenched my thirst and so did the receivers yeah, I'll tell you what, I had quite the thirst for receivers entering this draft, as any listeners will know, and yeah. I ended up getting doubled up here because that's yeah. how this turned out uh, with the Steelers taking George Pickens out of Georgia and then Calvin Austin, uh, the third out of Memphis. Uh, I am into this. I am mm-hmm. into two of the top four picks being wide receiver. This was the need underscoring need it, it to me i'll be honest with you man this may be one of kev no just in in recent times one of the best overall quality drafts i've seen come through the building in a very long time and i say that because all of these picks make sense they make sense man you're getting a young quarterback and you also got mr Trubisky there and mason rudolph too can't discount those guys but if for anything this these guys that they've gotten especially at that wide receiver position are foundation guys that look no matter what happens with chase or deontay you got guys right behind them already and not just that you got guys that can help this year george pickens got to get past the help uh, uh, situation with this acl but you know like i know those things especially at that position can be worked out a whole lot quicker and better than years past well if anything ramon the acl was the one issue that the steelers had uh, with pickens uh, they felt matt canada kind of blurted this out that he might have been the the best receiver yeah okay hey, you know what Go ahead, go ahead, DK. I'm excited about this. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) So then they they go to George's Pro Day, and this was one of the ones that everybody was at. I mean, by that, I mean all 32 teams. There was no way you were going to avoid that team. Most people were obviously looking at their defense, and this young man put on an absolute clinic, according to Canada and according to the Steelers, and really according to a lot of people, and showed no traces of, of the knee being an issue. So maybe they got something here. Maybe. And you know what? Besides that, man, if you look at his tape, and I watched him because I'm an SEC guy. I saw what he did to my Vols in years past and stuff like that. Um, but but he's he's tall. He's rangy. He catches the ball away from his body better than anybody I've seen. He's not the biggest guy, but he is a combat guy. He's a guy that would dog you out if given the opportunity. If you want to go back, look at Georgia versus Michigan and the way he dogged that DB out on the, uh, on the line of scrimmage. He is that good, man. And I'm just 
I'm happy about more than anything, the combat catches. If they decide that, that look, they want to spread this field out. You still got Chase. You still got Deontay. And now you got George Pickens also. And we hadn't even really mentioned Calvin Austin as much as we need to. That kid right there is an awesome specimen. Small. Yes, he is. And he admits it. And you know all that says to me? He's ready to dice apart anybody that he can, whether they put him in the slot or whether they're gadget with him. Man, no, he, he'll be in a slot. He'll, he'll absolutely be in a slot. It, Ramon, one, one thing, you're going to see Austin in a slot. You're going to yeah. see Pickens on the outside. Now, Pickens has bounced in and out yep. in his college career. But what you have here that I love between the two of them is that they're both known principally mm-hmm. for one thing. And that, that is they catch the football. They catch the ball. And if there's going to be a criticism as it relates to Deontay and Chase, and way more obviously to Chase, mm-hmm. is that you don't see those combat catches from him. You did in his rookie year early on. He was coming down with magic at times, okay? You saw it a couple mm-hmm. of times in that game in Minneapolis. Remember when Ben got 10 years younger and yeah. was just <laughs> flinging everything down the field and it was so yeah. entertaining? And Claypool's yeah. going up and getting everything and you're going, that's the guy you drafted. But between him and Deontay, you see inconsistencies when it comes to just catching the football. And I want a sure-handed football team. That's down the field also. And those two guys can do those things. Calvin Austin coming out of Memphis also. They've put some players in the league. Offensive line, wide receivers, and they've been pretty much running back you. I know D'Angelo Williams is excited about me bragging about Memphis, okay? But... Coming out of conference area, he did what you expected a guy like him with his talent do. The last two years, he had over a thousand yards both seasons. He had a thousand and uh, over fifty in, in twenty twenty, and last year he had over eleven hundred yards. Man, with eight touchdowns in the year before that, he had eleven touchdowns. DK, this is the thing about him, man. You're looking at two dudes that also are adding and t- tremendous speed to this offense. If you can spread this 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 offense out and also have the run game in which we expect out of Najee to come back to full force. If I had somebody text me, it's like, man, what are we going to do about offensive line? I'm like, what are you talking about? You forgot? <laughs> they took care of most of that in free agency. There's no need for an offensive did, lineman did right now. Did you see the the tweet from RG3? Did you well, happen no. to catch that? I, I didn't, I didn't R- follow it. RG3, and this was before the Calvin Austin pick. RG3 tweeted out, Kenny Pickett at quarterback, Najee Harris at running back, oh, yeah. Deontay and Chase at wide receiver, and then, like, and then you add Pickens in, and then he threw in Pat Fryermuth and the yeah. rebound of the Lions, and he, RG3's line was basically, watch out. Yeah. Okay, watch out. People better start paying attention to what's happening in Pittsburgh. Along on the with that. That's a little hopeful for me. For my taste, me too. okay. Me too. <laughs> There's just still so many question marks, you know. It's, it's it's almost like is this too good to be true? Like, how did this happen to us? That's it's almost where it's at now. Again, people are going to question Kenny Pickett. He's going to have a learning curve, but to say that you're surrounding him with these type of weapons or Mitch, either one. Mitch has to be excited because if this is the audition that he has been looking for, as far as weapons. As far as a competent coach and stability and a defense that can back him up along with special teams that have been one of the best units, I think, in NFL for the last five years, you got to say to yourself, he could honestly jump himself into a different world, whether it's with somebody else. Carolina, I feel like, is still going to be looking for a quarterback at some point. Imagine that coming from North Carolina and and then uh, he balls out and maybe gets another deal somewhere else. 
other things that happen. We've seen Nick Foles do this type of thing. We've seen others bounce around because, again, I feel like uh, 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 Kenny is the guy, but Mitch can have a hell of a year, man, if given the opportunity or Mason. I hate to keep leaving him out of the equation, but it, it, either one of those guys who take the starting position, I'm, I'm like you. I'm a hopeful DK when it comes down to it. See, these are basics. What we're talking about here are basics. When you're yeah. talking about the, the the two new wide receivers being shorthanded, being guys that you know are going to fight for the football or create separation and then catch it and yeah. then catch it. And when you're talking about Kenny Pickett, and again, just to make, uh, I'll, just to echo Ramon here, <laughs> he is not anointed anything no. right now. Okay. There seems to be an increasing, like, wave in that direction or people who are on, on my side of the fence typing, oh yeah, Kenny Pickett is the default starting. No, he's not. No, okay? we can't say that. But what does Kenny Pickett bring first and foremost? What was the first terminology out of Mike Tomlin's mouth after he was drafted was his accuracy. Yeah. They talked about basic, simple accuracy. Well, sure-handed quarterback throwing sure-fire passes to sure-handed wide receivers. Yeah. And not only that, an offensive line that has experience and depth, no matter what happens, honestly, with Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, whoever else has been on this team for a while, you got to say to yourself, if anybody goes down, the guy that gets his opportunity better fight and claw to get to the end. You know what I'm saying? So you you have that. You got receivers. It's always been a wide receiver unit. You got Three quarterbacks is going to battle it out so far. You have an offensive line, you have a running back core, and you have a solid tight end group on the offensive side of the ball. That's and a recipe for something, we'll say nice. We don't want to go further than that. Something nice. And more than anything else, you and I both uh, agreed that we wanted to see an emphasis on offense in this draft, and we we saw it. And now we're going to talk about the other side of the football. Can't Can forget it, and, that. And, and, and one more thing, too. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this young guy, man, because he kind of went through the fire. Dan Moore Jr., as, as much as he went through last year, the, the, the growing pains of, of locking down that position, honestly, getting Zach out, just being honest, you got to feel confident about where they are and, and the youth that this team hasn't had with this much talent. I'm, it's hard holding back my excitement, DK. When we come back, excitement about the defense. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And DeMarvin Leal was the Steelers' third-round pick and the first defensive player. And he came exactly where you would have wanted to come, and that's on the line. Am I not correct, Mr. Foster? Well, 100%. We thought we they needed to get some youth in there. I didn't think it made sense to go first round unless you had a guy like Jordan Davis that was going to be there. Uh, but but you're getting a very quality guy out of DeMarvin Leal. Uh, played at Texas A&M, played big-time ball, won big-time games also. It's not like he's just, you know, a, 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 a piece. You know, he's a big part of that defense. Long-arm guy, long body. To me, he's a heavy body, uh, explosive type of player. You got to figure out if he's, he can play inside or outside, but for the most part, he's a bull rush type of guy that can get to the edge. Being under Cam, being under uh, Tua, when he gets back into the fold, I feel like it's going to be a, it's going to do a whole lot of things for his career. 
career. And again, I think the, the, the reason you get this pick too is because it depends on where we're going to be with Stefan moving forward. And just the depth is always good to have when you get a good quality guy like him. I think a former five-star coming out of high school also, if not four-star. And, and again, his versatility of playing inside and outside is big. Uh, love, he's very aware around the quarterback too. Hey, he's he's technically listed as a defensive end yeah. with Texas and AM. So he's you're right that he's bounced back and forth. But he's also the kind of guy who is his emphasis is on the pass rush. And he he's yeah. talked about that himself. Uh, where he feels like he can get back to the quarterback. And the Steelers might have a couple of guys there with Leal going after the quarterback, but Isaiah Loudermilk being more of a run stopper type. Do you follow me? Where you've talked a lot, Ramon, on this show about moving guys in and out, you know, Mm -hmm. especially the older guys. And and this is the part about uh, DeMarvin Leal, too, is he's a guy that I've I've heard coaches kind of say this, too, when you're picking a guy like him along the defensive line. There, there are no one-way guys this, this, in modern day. If you're going against these offenses and they got you just reeling and going back and forth, reeling back and forth, and you get caught with just a primary run stopper on the field, you're in trouble. You got to call timeout or hope they have an incompletion so you can sub in. A guy like him that's good in the passing game, also rushing the quarterback, you can afford to keep him on the field when Cam needs a spell or and, and he gets better at the run game to a run stopping. Also, that's why you go get a guy. I'll be honest. You have a guy like Isaiah Bugs. That's one of the reasons why he's not in Pittsburgh right now, simply because you got to be able to rush the passer. And, and when you have guys like Martravius uh, Adams come in, you ended up dropping a guy like Isaiah Bucks. DeMarvin Leal is a guy that has a primary pass rusher first that can do a whole lot better with great technique at his position because that's what they're going to teach him when he get to Pittsburgh. Two, two gapper, stopping the run, and the passing game is what he's naturally good at. Well, that's – if we look at that depth right now overall, and let's presume Steph is coming back. I mean, he's at the yeah. facility every day, okay? And he's 29 years old. He's not going to retire. So what, what, what you're looking at here is you're looking at – Cam, Steph, Tyson, Alulu. Yep. Chris Wormley, Isaiah Loudermilk, and Montrevious. now Montrevious Adams. Who I keep forgetting. I really shouldn't because yeah. he he made an. <laughs> he impact. had a good year yet last really year. Really yeah. did. Once he came over, it was instant too. It was his first game. Yeah. Now maybe that was because it was comparing him to guys who weren't doing that great. But uh, he he's put himself into a spot where he's a reliable plug-in guy. He's going to be in the rotation, and you know now you add. And, you know, this young man, and, and it's it's a pretty healthy outlook at the moment. It is. And again, you go to depth and not just that, but you're getting cheaper at certain positions when you got a guy like him that honestly, sooner or later, or him or Steph may command a new contract. That's where we are also with those two guys. You know, they think the world of Stefan and his talent. They've always just said, if we could just get Stefan healthy for the entire year before he ended up having an injury uh, two years ago. You remember the year that he was having? So imagine having those guys in the fold and you got to speak about getting new deals done at some point. I'll tell you this right now. I speak about Cam's age. He's not slowing down anytime soon. No. So this is why you go get more depth. Just ask him. (laughs) (laughs) Just ask him. Yeah. For sure. But uh, solid, solid pick, man. I'm... I'm ecstatic about this class. I don't know if I've seen one come in like this so far. Now, there's there's a lot of good fits involved here. When we come back, hey, Mo. 
Welcome back. It's time for Hey Moan. And today's comes from Lee, who says, Hey Moan, I'm wondering what this means for Mason Rudolph. Are we going to trade him? Are we going to let him play in the preseason? Are we going to cut him? What are we going to do with him? Oh, uh, I, I hate feeling like Mason's odd man out when it comes down to this uh this trio at quarterback because Mason has a whole lot of talent. I know Kevin Colbert loved Mason when he drafted him. Mason's just a product of Jordan Love and Green Bay. You know, you, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback in front of you. You don't get many reps. The practice reps that you get, they're just that. They're practice. They're not under the gun. The games that he played in, one get knocked out. The other get hit in the head with a helmet. Like, there's just been a, 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 a I guess you say, just a snowball effect of things that go wrong when given his opportunity. I know this about Mason. He can throw the ball damn good. He's smart. He's very intentional on how he plays a quarterback and how he commands the huddle when he's in there. So much so we have to tell him, Mason, you got to lower your voice a little bit, okay? But with, with that being said, it's also a business. We we look at the we look at football and our favorite teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers, as something that's going to be there forever, and the players are too. And it's a game that we enjoy, but the business side of it says that one of those guys could potentially not be there. And it's because guys have pride. Guys want to play. If you're right-minded, you want to go to at least a better situation in which you can get yourself on the field or get yourself paid or find a reason to stay in this league a very long time. Most of the guys that stay backup quarterbacks, unless they're just in a system or they're just the guy, they ended up finding their way out because they get too expensive. Now, I know there's a couple of guys, uh, Chase Daniels, that's like that Brian Hoyer who keeps finding his way around the league too. Um, but Mason wants to play. And there's a couple teams that's probably going to be in the holdover pattern when it comes down to getting their guy. I know Carolina's a team, even though they went and got Matt Corral. Um, and, and there's a couple of, I'd say, New Orleans as far as what are you going to be able to do. But it goes like this. he got to be able to show his talent. Right now, Mason's probably slated as a backup quarterback, but he has starter aspirations. That's where he is. So you ask me what happens with him. I think he becomes trade value after camp unless he wins the deal. Him getting traded during this draft, I didn't think it would happen, you know, because I know one thing about Pittsburgh and those coaches. They love competition. They love having a veteran guy around. They love having a guy, honestly, back against the wall, and that's what Mason is at this point. Yeah, but realistically, Moan, there aren't enough reps, okay? I'm preaching to the choir here because yeah. you, were, you were participating in those reps, and you know what a first-team rep is, and you know what a second-team rep is, yeah. and then you know what the third guys get, okay? Yeah. So I don't believe he's going to have a chance other than if you count second halves of preseason games, and there aren't even as many of those yeah. anymore. It, it, so not. I, I don't see it. I, I, I'm – I'm of the mind that he's he's going to get traded, provided everything is okay health wise. And I mean, it yeah. is now. But uh, you know, with with Trubisky and Pickett entering camp, okay, they're mm-hmm. going to go into it with these two guys going at it in some form or other. Look, yeah. Mason, I've gotten to know him a little bit over the years. Okay, he's he has a competitive fire to him. Yeah. You hear that in his voice. If you just accept going from perpetual number two mm-hmm. to number three, that reflects on you. It does. It does. Okay? He won't you got to start asking out. Well, then he's going to have to ask out yeah. maybe. 
And, and, and by okay. the way, to give perspective on what camp reps are, uh, and when we do offensive sets, it goes like this. It go four for the ones, four for the twos, two for the ones, and then two for the threes. Or you get a five, you get four for the five, ones get five, fours get uh, four reps, and then the threes get two or uh, three. Like it's five, four, three. That's the way it works out. So wow, you're right, you just it's not totally enough. baffled me with that math. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's why, when we go team plays, they it's don't usually, participate as much. Everybody, <laughs> they don't. That, that, and that's what I'm saying. It's usually twelve play, uh, twelve play uh, periods when it's offense versus defense, where you can see the real competition. The eleven on eleven. It's usually four, four, two, and two. That's usually how it's going to break down. With the last group being the threes, only getting two reps because truth be told they're young guys. We want to see the quality reps until you prove that you deserve more reps with the twos or the ones. Yeah, but that's where Mason has to have some pride and just say, listen, I'm not doing this and I'm not going to be inactive every week. Okay, I'm not doing that. No, he ain't that type. I'm not just going to take a paycheck and just sit there and be inactive all year long. Uh, I I don't see it. I I, I think that's not to suggest the Steelers can get some kind of mint for him. They might have to just cut him. Who knows? Okay. But there are needs out there for NFL quarterbacks. And if Mason is seen by anybody somewhere as maybe a 1B or even a B, there's going to be two. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be a use for him. There absolutely is. All right. So we'll be back on Monday with our regularly scheduled Ramon Foster show. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks.